The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. They've got a ridiculous promotion going on with this champ series. I mean... They are minting so many millionaires this year. I don't know how they're doing it on the math, but we'll get to that a little bit later. You can check me out on social at Ross Tucker NFL. All of the shows and the highlight clips of said shows always posted to at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Certainly, you can always check us out on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL means quite a bit when you guys rate, subscribe, review, any of those things with the show. It is awesome. Fresh off of his vacation, a week off, I am joined by my normal co-host, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest out at the Westgate out there in Las Vegas, the great Steve Fezzik. At Fezzik Sports on Twitter and only at Fezzik Sports. Steve, how are you? I am excellent, Ross. Off a vacation week, a little NFL handicapping, but uh, really enjoyed it. Okay. So you sent me some of the pictures. They were absolutely amazing. So before we dive into what the Sharps are doing with the NFL win total right now, the impact of home field advantage this year. I got to ask you a couple of questions about poker and the NBA right now. Where were you? Th- those Moab or something like those? Those pictures were incredible. Yeah. So road trip through Utah stopped at Natural Arches National Park outside of Moab, and then continued on to the mountains of Colorado. Okay. So just. Getting outdoorsy and just taking pictures? Did you guys do any activities? What were you doing? Whole lot of hiking. I'm convinced that going to a mountain town in Colorado is the optimal family vacation. Why? Because what are you doing? You're trying to have activities with the family and you're trying to go someplace that the weather is a lot cooler so you can go outside and it's 100% safe. 
And basically any mountain town in Colorado checks all of those boxes. We went to Aspen this year. It was awesome. Interesting. You know, it's funny, Steve. And not that we usually talk about stuff like this on the Even Money podcast or any of my podcasts, but, you know, in the winter, that's when I go to like a Colorado or Utah and go skiing. In the summer, it's primarily the beach. But everybody that's ever been to like a big sky or Park City, they always say that they bought the place or they live out there uh, because of the winters, but they stayed because of the summers, because the summers are so great. Yeah, and I'm a big believer in going to a nice beach town in the summer as well. And certainly Seattle, Vancouver, South Orange County, Los Angeles, Destin, Florida, though it's a little hot there, um, and Cape Cod, you know, all go to the top of the list in terms of great places to go in the summer. And even Chicago, you know, off of Lake Michigan. Uh, the bottom line is all those places, or most of those places, Chicago and L.A., you're going to see some things with your family that aren't so attractive. And that's why I go ahead and put the, the mountain vacation number one on my list for the family vacation. So last question on this, those pictures you took of like the huge rock formations, like that's all just natural. How did that happen? Yeah. So in arches national park, there are so many arches and rock formations, and there's one even called the Balanced Rock, where this is a huge 20,000-ton rock that's about to fall over, but it's been there for years. And it's one of the um, diamonds in the rough in the middle of Utah. If you look at all the Utah license plates, two-thirds of them have that delicate arch on them. And um, really, it's one of those things on the bucket list, absolutely worth it to go there to see it in person. Maybe our buddy Todd Pierce, one of our listeners, who's on the show a few weeks ago. I'm sure he's gone. He lives in Park City now. All right. So there's a lot to get to. I actually had two questions for you based on what Nick Costos, who was my guest last week, my buddy from back in the SiriusXM days, he said two things that kind of got me thinking that I was saving to chat with you about today. Number one, he talked about why he's not as high on the Browns as other people. And he referenced the Pythagorean win expectation, which suggests that the Browns should have only won like 8.1 games last year. I guess they, they ended up winning 11 and their over-under I think is 10 and a half or whatever. Have you ever heard of this Pythagorean win expectation? I guess it takes like points for, points against, all these things, and wraps up how many games the team actually should have won. Sure. So the Pythagorean win idea basically looks at, uh, it's very simplistic, how many points do you score? How many points do you give up? And obviously, if you wind up being a team that doesn't score many more points than you give up, you should be around a 500 team like the Browns. And if your record's much better than that, you have significantly overachieved. Now, the reason they call it the Pythagorean um, win theory is because if you just take your points scored and points given up it's, it, and prorate it, it doesn't 
uh, project well enough how your final record would be. So you really have to take your points scored and square it versus your points given up and square it. And then we all know from geometry, Pythagorean theorem, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. It's got the squared in it. And that's why someone coined that in terms of um, the Pythagorean wins. But really, it's just how much do you outscore your opponent by? Now, the Browns are an interesting animal. Should they have been penalized seven points because Nick Chubb ran out of bounds on the one-yard line as he was breaking for a uh, a score that would have put them up 10 in one game? Situations like that, you really have to factor in as well. The other thing he said, which I made note of, you know, one of his favorite season win totals right now is the Houston Texans under four and a half, which you've said everybody has said. And I think I even put this Steve on social media last week at Ross Tucker NFL. I don't know anybody who's taking the Texans over four and a half. So how does that work? Like you and Todd Pierce and Nick Casas, all these guys they're all taking the under. There can't be many people that are putting the money on the over for the Texans right now. Like, tell me what the bookmakers themselves are thinking here. Yeah, there's actually one guy in Montana and one guy in Louisiana that bet Houston over. The rest of the country has bet them under so far. Um, season wins number start four and a half. You're right. Completely unbalanced action. It's down to four, shaded to the under, huge move downward on Houston, and it certainly makes sense across the board. The only thing to keep this number in check is that, think about it, with the 16-game schedule, what's the lowest season win number we ever see? It's four. So Houston's at that right now. They're actually below that, and now we have a 17-game season. And because of that, teams can win four games just by accident. Think about the Miami team, Tank for Tua. Same thing happens. That season win number got down to four, and Miami won five that year. They lost their first two games by about 90 points or close to it. So you're getting to the party late, but you know what? If you had to play it, I would still play under four for the Houston Texans. Um, what are the NFL win totals that the Sharps are betting right now? Yeah, so what I did, Ross, is I went ahead and took a look at an average of what the season win numbers were at all the books post-draft early in May. And then I looked at what they were as of today and where the movement has been. And some of this, I think, is more public money than sharp money. Uh, Tampa Bay has been bet up from 11.5 to close to 12. Uh, Buffalo and Cleveland have both been bet up. Uh, I think Cleveland is a combination of the public and the sharps like Cleveland over with, they're looking at that roster and they're saying that it's so loaded. Tennessee got bet up from nine to nine and a half because of Julio Jones. So as far as the sharp money, two teams I want to identify. Washington, I think that the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Washington football team is a team that the Sharps feel, hey, if they're able to win the division with no quarterback play with Fitzpatrick, this team absolutely should contend for the division as well. They're up to almost eight and a half for their season win. And the Minnesota Vikings in Zimmer, we trust a team that was horribly injured last year. Season win open eight and a half. And now the Vikings are up a little bit above nine right now. Wise guys love the Minnesota Vikings. 
And so do you. I do. I think the Vikings have a great chance to win the division. I bet them to win the division. I bet them over the eight and a half. I bet them multiple times week one minus three against the Bengals. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because most of those that you just referenced, Steve, I kind of like them too. I kind of like the Washington over. I kind of like the Minnesota over. Um, You know, Buffalo, Cleveland, and Tampa, those are pretty high numbers, but 17-game slate, I wouldn't be surprised if they got there, especially Tampa Bay. So I'm feeling some of these teams as well. I, I think that the Washington football team wins the NFC East, and I think there's a decent chance the Vikings – I mean, their defense is going to be so much better than it was last year with Daniel Hunter and Dalvin Tomlinson – Michael Pierce after the opt-out. Now they got Sheldon Richardson. I just think people are going – I mean, the offense was fine last year. It was the defense that killed them. And Zimmer has even said it's like a whole new defense. And remember, the Vikings had all those draft picks, number one in the NFL, and in a COVID year, really hard to benefit from that. Further, the Vikings are one of the top five home field advantage teams in the NFL. Why? Because of the crowd noise in the Dome, they didn't benefit from that last year. Perfect storm of a whole lot of factors blinking by sign on the Vikings. Oh, that's an interesting point. So are there other teams that you think really have a good edge when it comes to home field advantage or don't? And do you have like a running list, Steve, of how much value you put on the home field for all these different teams? Like, do you know – how many points you have for an Eagles home game versus a Jacksonville Jaguars home game. Yeah, so I have different ratings for the home field advantage that I kind of had to crumple up and throw in the trash can last year because there was no crowds. But in general, domes have more of an advantage. New Orleans has a bigger home field. The Vikings have a bigger home field. Seattle has a tremendous crowd, so they have one of the biggest home fields Green Bay, another big home field advantage, more because of their unique playing service. They have a unique grass playing service. And Baltimore, curiously, has a very big home field advantage. Now, what's interesting, a lot of teams very high, a lot of uh, betters very high in the Chargers. The Chargers have the lowest home field advantage. Why? Because less than half of the fans in the stands are Charger fans. So the one team that benefits the most from no fans in the stands is the Chargers because they have no home field crowd advantage. And obviously when they go on the road, they're at a big disadvantage. So what do you do with the Raiders, Chargers, and Rams this year, all of whom are moving into new buildings? Well, they were there last year, but there was nobody there. And it appears as if they'll be able to pack the house this year. But we really don't know, Steve. We really don't know how those buildings will play out and what type of edge those teams will have at home. Yeah, so the Rams should certainly have a partisan crowd, so they should have an average home field advantage. The Chargers, much less of one, because when they're playing the Chiefs, everyone's going to be rooting for the Chiefs in that game. I think that Vegas is the hardest home field to ascertain because it's the toughest ticket in town in the NFL. The most expensive tickets, four of the top five are Raider games. However, 
that's going to be a great road trip for a whole lot of teams to come and watch their team in Las Vegas on a weekend. I'm not sure what percentage of the fans in that stadium are going to be Raider fans. It's certainly not going to be 90%. And I think it really is going to vary week to week when they play a Chicago type team, there's going to be a whole lot of bear fans there. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really good point. And it's one of those things that we're just going to have to watch and monitor this year because we really truly don't know how it'll play out. Um, you never do this, but you said, hey, can we talk a little poker? And I must admit, I am a novice, and I haven't played poker in forever. But you wanted to uh, give a little poker advice, so why not? Before we sure, get to baseball and NBA. Yeah, let me talk about poker because this is really kind of, kind of a quiet time in sports, and a lot of professional gamblers, this is the time of year that they'll play some poker Historically, the World Series of Poker was during the summer, all the events. It's going to be in the fall this year. But I kind of went ahead and put together five betting advice topics. Let me go ahead and maybe outline them. Number one, when you're playing poker, this is all no-limit poker. Number one, when you go ahead and play a pot, it is rarely right to limp when you're the first person in. You can't win by just limping and calling. So raise or fold when you go ahead and enter first into a pot in a poker game. Number two, when in doubt, if you're thinking about folding or playing, your first inclination should be to fold. People play way, way too many hands. So go ahead and be much more selective. Specifically, avoid the problem hands. King Jack, King Queen, Ace-10, Ace-Jack, these are great hands to make the second best hand when an ace flops or a king flops. Avoid them if at all possible. I like to use the example with all the ace hands. Ace king, you're like at the top of the cliff at Bryce Canyon. Ace queen, you're kind of close to the cliff. Ace jack, you're right against the cliff. Um, and then ace 10, you've fallen off the cliff and you're at the bottom of the canyon. So avoid the ace 10 and the ace jack if at all possible. Maybe one more poker tip. Position is so important. When in doubt, if you don't know whether to play a pot or not, if you're on the button or close to it and you're considering playing or not playing, go ahead and play. If you're in early position, when in doubt, fold. In a tough game, a lot of pros will fold an ace-queen offsuit in early position. I know that sounds crazy, but you don't make a lot of money with ace-queen. And when you're looking to call a raise, you're actually better off with a big stack if someone raises an early position to call with a hand like a three-four of clubs than to call with a king-jack because your hand's disguised. And what are you going to do when a jack flops and a guy keeps betting into you? You're going to lose a lot of money. With the three-four of clubs, you're either going to make a big hand or just get out of the way against a big stack when he raises an early position. Steve, this is perfect timing and perfect advice. Because DraftKings Casino has hundreds of casino games to play from slots to table games. All players can enter DraftKings Casino Summer Legend Series with a shot at a share of $5 million in total prizes. It's crazy. All you need to do is download the DraftKings app now, use promo code ROSS, and you'll get a share 
at $5 million in total prizes when entering DraftKings Casino Legends Series. These Legends Series, they have them for the NBA, fantasy football, NFL. It's unbelievable. I think the NFL, they have like a millionaire every week. It's absolutely crazy. Plus, I know a lot of you either have the DraftKings app or the DK Sportsbook app. I never even told you about the DraftKings Casino app, but Steve having the poker advice, why not? Promo code Ross to earn a shot at a share of $5 million in total prizes only on the DraftKings Casino app. Love, Steve, having that poker advice that maybe can help you guys moving forward. Speaking of that, Steve, what's the advice you have for people moving forward as it relates to the NBA right now? Well, I've got some advice for the NBA Specifically, don't ever have your season go as late as it did last year. Now, that was required because of COVID, but they started way too early. Coming back in December, I'm going to make the case these playoffs are a disaster, Ross. Why? The eight best players in the league right now, one of them is still playing. Uh, The Greek freak, because Kawhi is still hurt. What has happened? Attrition from all the injuries. Players got hurt and players got banged up. And we don't have the best players in the playoffs anymore. You look at the Lakers, AD and LeBron weren't right. Uh, 76ers, Embiid wasn't right. You look at the Nets, Harden, and, um, you know, was certainly injured. Durant, did, although he played some Herculean games, he was not 100% across the board. You knock out Luka, you knock out Joker, and all you got left is Giannis right now in terms of the eight best players in the world. That is not compelling drama. Yeah, it's a nice story to see Booker going nuts and Trey Young. But uh, the bottom line is these NBA playoffs, we're in a Final Four, and we have one great player left playing right now. That's not good. Well, and here's what I would say, Steve. I I think these will be the lowest-rated NBA Finals in a long time. I mean, no matter what it is, Suns, Bucks, Suns, Hawks, uh, that was obviously incredible last night. Suns up 2-0. I just, I think, you know, people either love LeBron or they hate him or the Warriors. I, I just think they're going to have a tough time getting a lot of people to, I, I will be fascinated to see what the ratings are like for the NBA Finals. They're not going to be good. And the semifinal is probably going to be worse because we could well see two five-game series here without any compelling drama. So I think it's a if you're a pure fan, it's different, which is nice to see two teams that, um, frankly, weren't the favorites um, going into the finals. But I do agree with you. I think these ratings are going to be the lowest we've ever seen. Um, I got to ask you, Steve, since you told that awesome story about being in class with him um, a few episodes ago here on the Even Money podcast, what did you think about your boy Girardi yesterday making them check Scherzer like three times for any of these substances and them doing it right in the middle of an inning? I mean, I, I honestly feel like if there's a decision to be made, I have the utmost confidence that Major League Baseball will make the wrong one. I mean, what are they doing in the middle of an inning? having this guy, I mean, doing all this stuff. 
Yeah, it's really not a good look for baseball that's far too slow. And now they're strip searching the pitchers that's taken two minutes. Girardi did say he saw Scherzer go to his hat and he's uh, never seen Scherzer do that before. So he went ahead and asked for the inquiry. You know, it's always easy after the fact when the implementation doesn't go well. But how about this? Every team gets one challenge, if you will, um, over the course of a game, and they can challenge the pitcher, and then you can go out and go ahead and search him completely, but you only get one per game. And if you're correct and they find something on him, then you get another one, something along those lines. These unlimited searching of the pitchers is going to slow the game down so much. It's going to be a real problem for MLB. You know, it's been a while since we got to one, Steve, but let's get to a listener question. Absolutely love the listener questions. By the way, those of you that like to compete against us, Joe Dolan and I are going to be starting up our first best ball draft on the DraftKings app. Love best ball. So make sure you take advantage of any of our sponsors or you rate and review the show. And then send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and say best ball entry. You can go against Joe Dolan and I in a best ball draft. And if you ever take advantage of any of the sponsors or rate and review the show, you can ask Steve any question you want. And this happens every once in a while, Steve. I forgot to copy and paste the actual name of the person that asked the question, but they know who they are. So whoever took advantage of the sponsor sent the question in, I love it. Keep them coming. You can ask Joe questions on Fantasy Feast, Emery on College Draft, Steve on Even Money, and me on the Ross Tucker Podcast. Andrew Brandt will be talking about a lot of things today, including this NCAA ruling from the Supreme Court. Anyway, I was wondering if either one of you have heard of the reverse line movement strategy. One of my acquaintances told me it hit about he hit about 60% of his football bets using this strategy. It feels like I am about 50% anytime I have done it. Um, the percentage of wagers, you can go to a, a website, he cited one, to see the percentage of wagers on a side and see in which direction the line has moved. So if a team is plus one, and there is 65% of the money coming in on the underdog, and the line moves to plus three, we assume that the bookmakers are on the favorite and want the public to continue to bet the dog. Let me know what you think. Have a great day. Yeah, so reverse line movement makes a whole lot of sense, that if 70% of the public is betting in one direction, but the line is moving in the other direction. Well, if the public's all betting one way and the line's moving the opposite way, it's got to be the public is wrong and that the pros are firing in against the public. I do think it makes a whole lot of sense. Basically, it's a fade the public type of idea to go ahead and make money. Having said that, I think it works in football. I would avoid it at all costs in baseball where, frankly – I got to tell you, Ross, if you're trying to make money with some of the underdogs in baseball, it seems like the pros are betting on teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks often, and they're getting crushed, and all the public does is win. 
betting against Arizona each and every day. Very excited, by the way, uh, for not only the rest of the shows this week, we'll have Michelle Majuk from Ball Blast on today's Fantasy Feast podcast with Joe Dolan. We also, I mentioned Andrew Brandt today, Greg Cosell tomorrow on the Ross Tucker podcast. Even money uh, next week, we're going to have an awesome guest that I'm really fired up about. Hopefully you guys are as well. Remember to try to get in that best ball league against me and Joe and send in your questions for Steve. I love when you guys have strategy questions for Steve. It's awesome. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 